0: Oh, friends, welcome to Village for Christ and Nuts for Jesus and Just Plain Nuts. This is the video and the podcast, which is I Am Who I Am podcast. We changed the name to that. I uh, just want to differentiate between the podcast and the video. They're both the same, but I like an I Am Who I Am podcast is much shorter than Village for Christ podcast. It goes better, so and I like that. And I do it in quotations like God saying, hey, I am who I am because he is who he is. That's what his name is, I Am. That's what he told Moses. Hey, hey, hey we're, we're, I'm not picking on the joke, but we're Jehovah's Witnesses. You should be I Am's Witnesses because I Am is his name. <laughs> Just having fun. Hey, and Moses says, well, what's your name? He says, I Am. Tell him I Am sent you. <laughs> I like God. I'm the ever-present one. I'm the I Am, not the I was or the I will be. I'm the I Am. And God is. He's always the present one in our lives. Never too late, never too early. So anyway, it's Revelation Wednesday, and we're in chapter 21 and 22. This is the good stuff. This is the payoff. This is at the end of everything. Once all the pain and sorrow is over, the judgment's finished, and God is going to make everything new for us forever. What many people don't understand is we're more than chapter 21 and 22. We're more than a 1,000 years away from these yet. We have the millennial reign of Christ, the literal 1,000-year reign of Christ on the earth completely biblical although many people don't believe it they believe that there's all kinds of belief systems on the millennium and you can you know you can um spiritualize the bible out of existence but you're better off to take as many of these verses as possible take them as literal as possible and it, when it says he reigned ruled and reigned for a thousand years it was, some people believe since AD 70 has been the millennium well how's that going how's jesus ruling on the earth for the last two thousand years how's that look Because that's what it says. He's going to rule and reign for a thousand years. Anyway, at the end of chapter 20... It talks about how those that were martyred during the tribulation were with the first resurrection. The first resurrection has not happened yet. There are no martyrs for Christ during the tribulation. We don't even have a tribulation yet. So for the martyrs for Christ to be raised from the dead, the first resurrection, chapter 20, there has to be a tribulation. It just, it's a—it's really simple. I'm not putting anybody down who believes a different thing. Hey, this isn't, this isn't salvational. You want, don't want to believe this is a literal book. Don't believe it. That's okay. You'll still go to heaven. But man, you're, are you going to be surprised when Jesus shows up and there's a thousand years when he turns the earth into a garden paradise? That's what this is about. So let's just jump in making all things new. The new Jerusalem, man, we've got so much to look forward to. And the intro, the intro to all of this is the thousand year millennial reign of Christ where Christ reigns over the garden paradise, the garden of Eden earth for a thousand years and we're going to rule and reign with him and serve him we got to lie, man we're that we're so close to the finish line in this darkness man hold on don't quit don't give up don't forsake the faith! don't go crazy man whatever it takes to cross the finish line you fall down today get up tomorrow and repent don't quit we're so close man we're so close to the end so close it's all lining up scripturally Israel is in their place, and they're the number one marker for the end times. May 14th, 1948 matters. Read, 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 I keep saying again, Zechariah 12, 13, 14, Romans 11. Read them. It's all about Israel. Amen. Rock and roll. Let's go. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. So God is going to make a whole new heavens and a whole new earth. In Isaiah and in Peter, it says that the elements are going to melt with the fervent heat. God is going to just, don't ask me to, to explain how it works. He just declares it in Isaiah and Peter, first or second Peter, that eventually all the elements in the universe are going to melt with some kind of a heat. God's going to send a fire through the universe. That's what appears. The scriptures appear. And. He's literally going to make a brand new heavens, a brand new universe. Think about this. Then I saw a new universe and a new earth. Oh. I mean, man, is he a good God or what? He, he doesn't want any of the residue of the old left. He wants to make it all, brand new constellations, brand new galaxies. Oh, man, just just believe it. Just receive it. No but hope to have that God's going to create a whole new heaven and earth for us, because we're his kids and He loves us that much. We're blessed. If you know Jesus, day you're blessed. Uh, so I'm already Driving Four and a half minutes in, first verse. My, bro- my brother Mark said I'd do this, and he was right. So let's, let's jump in. Let's just go. But I love the idea of the new heavens and new earth, and I believe it's completely literal because of, of Isaiah and Peter. Amen. You want some homework? Go look up the verses in Isaiah and Peter. Google the verses in Isaiah and Peter and find them. You'll see them in there. It's amazing. Amen. And there's no longer any seed. Uh, I guess there's just not going to be any sea. For some reason, no sea in the future. I saw the holy city the New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. Man. Beautiful, beautiful city coming. It's like a bride dressed for a husband. It's going to be perfect. We're going to see with our own eyes coming down to the new earth. My goodness, it's going to be amazing. And I heard a loud voice from the throne say, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be th- be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eye. There will be more, no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. You know, part of that old order, thinking about this, part of that old order, is we pray right now. We pray by faith. We take it all on faith. He's an invisible God. Jesus is invisible. We don't see him with our natural eyes. But there's coming a time when God himself, the Father God, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, are going to dwell with men perfectly. I mean, they dwell with, with with the saints up in heaven right now, but on a glorified new earth. This... It, it, again, there'll be no faith, and faith is the evidence of things unseen. Seen is coming. We're going to see at and, and, and the end of this, uh, the end of either this chapter or the next chapter. It says we're all going to see the face of God. Even Moses couldn't see God's face on the earth. So we're going from unseen to seen, and that's part of the of the joy of the sorrow being wiped away, because we don't see Him yet. Imagine your joy when you see the Father face to face. You see Jesus face to face. You see the Holy Spirit face to face. What joy. Man, no more unseen, seen forever. Let's read it again. I saw the holy city of New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will mean no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the older things has passed away. All the sorrow is going away, kids. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. He wanted us to know when he says, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. He wants us to know that what John wrote is trustworthy and true. We can believe these words that are in the Bible. They're trustworthy and true. God emphasizes that to make sure we understand this was no fairy tale that John was seeing, that these words are trustworthy and true. Amen. I love that I love, I'm making every, He's making everything new for us We're so blessed to be his children He said to me It is done I am the Alpha and the Omega The beginning and the end To him who is thirsty I will give to drink without cost From the spring of the water of life He who comes will inherit all this And I will be his God And he will be my son Man Man Man, first of all, he's the beginning and the end. It's done. I'm the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He is everything. God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit are everything. They're everything. They're the beginning and the end of all things. To him is thirsty. Are you thirsty? I am stinking thirsty. And more than just for this Aquafina bottle I'm holding up in front of the screen. I want the living water for eternity. To him who is thirsty, I'll give to drink without cost. Without cost, Jesus paid the price for us to drink from the living water spring. The spring of living, the spring of the water of life. Jesus, with his blood, paid for us to drink from this spring of life, the water of life. He overcomes will inherit all this. It is our inheritance. This is an inheritance. We'll inherit this. Man. And you know who God's inheritance are? We are. Isn't that amazing? Whew. He will inherit all this, and I will be his God, and he'll be my son. We're going to be his kids forever, and he's going to be our God and Father forever. But then verse verse um, 8, changing gears. Here it is. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, their place will be in the fire lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. This is the ultimate death of their souls. Man. but, But, I mean you read these words before verse eight is verse one through seven and all this glory is coming if you read these words and you were one of these people if you were cowardly unbelieving vile a murderer sexually more or you practice magic arts you are an idolater or you are a compulsive liar when you read verses one through seven don't you think this should bring you to repentance man i am i i am a murderer i you know Like Cain, I killed my own brother, man. Lord, you know, I see what you have for the righteous, man. I want to be righteous. Lord, I repent of murder. I repent of being sexually immoral. I repent of idolatry. Man, you know, if people would read the Bible, if they'd read these words, if someone stumbled across the Bible and read this and saw all the glory before the punishment, they'd go, wow. Man, look what he's got for the righteous, man. Lord, I want to be righteous, too. Why do you think God put these words in here? He's trying to warn it. He's trying to warn the murderers, the vile, the unbelieving, the cowardly, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic out, the idolaters and all life. He's trying to warn them. Look, you don't have to die in these sins. Repent. Man, all you like a repentance simple faith in Christ. You're justified by faith. Sad to say most of these sins and all other sins are just aren't going to repent. Talked about that yesterday. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, come and I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. That's the city. Amen. And he carried me away in the spirit to to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. Wow, it's shown with the glory of God. God's very glory is going to be on this city in this city. And its brilliance was like that of a precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. I I can't imagine how beautiful it is. We just can't even get a a handle on it. We have a description there, but it's amazing. It had a great high wall with twelve gates and with the twelve and with twelve angels at the gates. On the, gates were written, on the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. So each gate is going to have one of the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the, on the west. It's a perfect square with three gates on each side. Um, the wall of this. Now, this is so cool. He puts on the gates. He puts the name uh, of the tribes of Israel. Watch this. The wall of the city had 12 foundations and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. So on the gates are the name of the 12 tribes of Israel and on the, on the 12 it has 12 foundations and each one's made out of different stone. We'll catch that. The 12 foundations have each of the apostles name. See, so, you would know, be pretty cool you're hanging out with pete let's say you're hanging out with peter the apostle peter or john or whoever and they go man you got to see this dude you got to see this and you go well, what is it man he said watch this i'm going to show you something see right here it says john <laughs> he said hey that's me <laughs> that's my name up there isn't that cool but when it would be something you're hanging out with one of the apostles andrew john peter you know um uh, whoever, Bar- uh, Bar- uh, Barnabas or whoever, whatever his name was. And, and they go up there and they take him just, just for cool fun. You know, they go, man, that's my name. Look at it. says Barnabas right there. <laughs> Isn't that cool? <laughs> that's the way it's going to be. It's going to be so awesome. I go, dude, you rock, man. You are one of the 12, boy. <laughs> it will be a big high five time, you know? Ha, 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 ha. Amen, man. <laughs> the angel would talked to me. Hey, but the gate's the same way, you know? Um. Well, they were the patriarchs. It'll be kind of but it's more personal with the apostles on the walls of the foundation wall. I I just I'm like, Pete, man, what's your name, dude?" I preached about this. Whoops, your name, Peter. <laughs> the angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city. Now, we're getting into the amazing stuff now. Its gates and its walls. The city was, let me read that again. The angel had, who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates, and its walls. The city was laid out like a square, as long as it was wide. He measured the city with the rod and found it to be 12,000 stadia in length and as high and as wide as it was long. Okay. Twelve thousand stadia, fourteen to fifteen hundred miles. So the so one wall, there's four walls. The one on north, south, east, and west. Each wall is fourteen to hundred to fifteen hundred miles across. I don't have my little map that shows you that what it looks like, but it's bigger than half. You put this in the middle of the United States; it covers more than half the United States. Not only are, are the length and the width. 12, um, fourteen to fifteen hundred. But the height, the wall is going to go straight up for 4, fourteen to fifteen hundred miles straight up. If you did that right now, that would like take you into space. You know, that's, that's I don't know. I don't know how high like the shuttle and stuff fly. But fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred miles up is is you being out. I think you'd be in outer space because because airplanes fly at what six or six or seven miles high. You're talking about going fourteen to fifteen hundred miles high. <laughs> Man, it's going to be this giant cube city. I always talk about this. If any of you are all familiar with Star Trek, the Borg ship, the square, perfectly cubed. That's what this is going to look like. Totally hollow in the middle, but it's going to have these walls that are just glorious. 1,400 miles, length, width, and height. Man, you'll be able to stand. You'll probably be like 10,000 or 100,000 miles from this thing. You'll probably see it. just like boom right there. Amazing! What I, I take this totally literal. He gives exact measurements. He it, it says he was using man's. See, let's continue on here. See, he was laid out a square as long as it was high, and he measured the city is rod and found me be twelve thousand city lake that is wide and as high as it is long. He measured its walls. They were 144 cubits thick. That's a little over two. That's like 218 feet. So the walls are two one over 200 feet thick. That's like a 20 story building laying on its side. That's how thick the walls are, and uh, and 20, 244 cubits thick. By man's measurement, he wanted to know as he was measuring this by man's, that's important. This isn't metaphorical. This is man's measurement. So we would understand. We could, He put this in here so we could imagine what it looks like. Amen, 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 amen. Uh, man's measure, which the angel was using. The angel was using man's measurement. The wall was made of jasper and the city of pure gold, as pure as glass. Gold as pure as glass. It's going to be so beautiful. I think. It's, I don't think gold on earth is anything like this. This is going to be such a pure gold. Um, the foundation of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony. Imagine all these colors, some of these colors you know, and each of them is going to be part of the foundation. It's going to be utterly beautiful. Uh, the third chalcedony, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth carnelian, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth barrel, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh Jatinth, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. You hear that pearly gate thing? That comes from. Here here verse uh, 21 each gate made of a single pearl now that's a big pearl ladies you will not be wearing that around your neck i don't think so each gate made of a single pearl and it says the gates are never shut uh, we're gonna get to that in a second well let's just get to it um the gates of the city were twelve pros, Each game a symbol. and the great street of this, the great street of the city was a pure gold transplant gas. What I picture is this. You got three gates. I think they're probably close together, that's just my opinion. And I think from each of the gates is gonna run to the center of the city. There'll be a row a highway from each gate all towards the center. I but I personally believe, and this is just a Joshism, is that the throne of God will be at the dead center of the city. Right in the middle of where everything connects together. That's just my personal opinion. I could be totally wrong. But it's just, again, if you haven't read this, just go just and meditate on This is something worth meditating on. I did not see... Uh, I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb hearts. God and Jesus, the Father and the Son, are the temple. Isn't that awesome? The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine at it for the glory of God gives it light and the Lamb is. it There won't be no need for sun or moon. The glory of God and the glory of Jesus and the glory of the Spirit are so great that it's going to light everything. Amen. Uh, the nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor. See, there's going to be kings. This is good. There's going to be that the kings have to bring their splendor. This isn't us floating on clouds, clouds with harps and stuff like that. Not that some people won't float on clouds with harps. If maybe that's what they want, okay. But there's going to be commerce. There's going to be kings. There's going to be priests. There's going to be order to all of this. This isn't going to just be haphazard floating around like you know, like in a lava lamp or something. Oh, I'm so happy. No, we're all going to have purpose and meaning for eternity man commerce and all that it's just not for not for making money or anything but just the joy of a perfect job for each of us a perfect way for each of us it's so amazing um the nation was like in the nations will walk by see the nations there's going to be nation states there's going to be kings um on and it will bring their sweat. On no gates, day will its gates ever be shut? for there be you no? Know, so each of the pearls, and this is how I picture it. This is just again the Joshism. but I picture the pearls not off to the side, but I picture the pearls like suspended above, because they would fill the whole doorway, fill the whole uh, the whole gate. So I picture them suspended up above, you know, like just like just floating there, because they're not shut; they're open all the time. And you walk in it. I I picture you walking in under the pearl again. That's just me. It could be off. The side, but these gates, these pearly gates will never be shut. Because there's no night. We're not going to experience night ever again. No sleeping ever again. Amen. On no day will the gates be shut, for there'll be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations we brought into it. See the glory and honor of the nations plural we brought into it. This is gonna be, I don't know if it's gonna look like the earth or what, but it's gonna have nation states. This is it's it's beyond what we can understand now. But it's just utterly glorious. You just receive this, Amen. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is shameful or deceive. uh deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Book of Lamb, Book of Life. Nothing ever pure nothing impure will ever enter into the city. No, I know it does what is shameful to see, but only those who be glad your name is written in the book of life because you're going to get to enter in the city, which means you're not shameful or deceitful, even though you struggle with sin. Now, look, look, let me let's get in. Now, OK, this is what comes to me. I'm 19 minutes in. Now, get this. This is about you and this is about me. And this is the hard thing, because I talked about yesterday. Jesus Christ was made sin so that we might be made the very righteousness of God. We can't understand. That's a mystery. You look at yourself in the mirror. I look at myself in the mirror. I don't look like the very righteousness of God. How about you? Do you see that on your face? Do you see it in your body? No. But listen to this. Okay. The glory and honor of the nation be brought into it. Nothing. Now, this is important. This is about us. Not just about what's. uh, Just listen to me. Just follow me. Follow me. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those names, those only who, those only those whose names are written in the book of life. If your name is written in the book of life, there's gonna come a point where there'll be no more shameful behavior, no more deceitfulness, no more sin. You will no longer in any way, any way be impure at all. We're gonna be completely transformed when the Lord comes to take us in the twinkling of an eye, when we're made brand new. All of the impurities of this life. So what you see now is not what you're going to be forever. You're going to be pure and truly holy, truly the righteousness of God. Because, again, if you measure yourself, if you measure what you see in the mirror today about what's coming, you know, you know, I stink, Lord, I'm crappy. I'm still falling into that same sin I've been dealing with for 20 years. God, it's driving me crazy. We are not now what we're going to be in the future. Hold on to that hope, that blessed hope that God is going to make our minds and bodies perfect and pure forever. Otherwise, we could not enter the city. It says nothing impure will ever enter it. Man, we'll have to be, God's going to make us totally pure. Isn't that a hope worth holding on to? A hope that'll get you past this dark life we live in, a hope that'll get you past this sin we're dealing with every day of our lives, because we're still in this flesh fleshly we still have a fleshly body and a fleshly mind. We have a born-again spirit inside of us that's sealed with God and truly holy. But there's but there's two-thirds of us is still a mess. It's we're Romans seven to the bone, like when I do what I do not want to do, it's no longer I doing it, but the sin living in there's sin living in all of us, even in Christ. But that day of sin is going to come to an end. That's going to be part of the wiping away of all the tears. No more sin. No more devil camping in the side of your head, tempting you, driving you crazy, telling you you're stupid, worthless, and faithless, and an idiot, and God couldn't love you if he tried. No more voice inside of our head. He'll be in the lake of fire at this point, and we will be set free forever. Hold on to that. If you're having a bad day today, if you're struggling with sin, if you're still falling short, hang in there don't quit someday you're going to be perfect and pure and you're not going to be shameful or deceitful or sinful in any way at all and you because your name is in the book of life Whew. good days are ahead kids we're close to the finish line of this life jesus is coming back soon israel is a sure sign of this they're back in their place it's never happened in the history lord i'm going to say this till i die 1948, May 14th, 1948, 1967, Jerusalem, they got their city back. Matters. It's the first time that's ever happened in the history of the world. No nation's ever been destroyed and scattered to the four winds for 18 and a half centuries as Israel was and ever came back. Ever. Don't believe replacement theology. Don't believe this, that the church has taken Israel's place. The church has been engrafted, Romans 11, into Israel. They're not a part of us. We're a part of them. We're part of their fullness. They're not a part of our fullness. We're part of their fullness. And we've been made one new man in Christ. Whew. Okay. I could go on forever like this. But again, we have a blessed hope in Christ. Hang on to that hope. If, your name, if you, you've accepted Christ, your name is in the book of life. And this last verse, verse 27, chapter 21, verse 27 applies to you. Take this as a personal verse for yourself. Lord, someday I won't be deceitful or shameful. Someday I won't be impure because my name is written in your book, Lord. And I'm going to be able to enter into that perfect city because you're going to make me perfect someday. That's a hope worth holding on to. Love you, love you. Can't get enough of you. Village for Christ. I am who I am podcast. Enjoy. And 23, almost 24 minutes. Let's go to 24. I like ending out there. It's 2, 1, 0, 24. <laughs> Yeah,